Hello and welcome to Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale. Nope, what? Mm, it's been a while. Hello and welcome to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. As always, I am two thirds of your host, Daniel. And while we may not be able to save Archie from going to jail, we sure can avenge him. Joining me is the other third, Jesse. Hi, hi. Um, remember, remember all of last season and how. That was crazy. <laughs> hey, can I just say that this recap did a really good job at summing up all the main points of the last season in a coherent way? It did! No, okay, first off, it's one of those, like, really long recaps because the last season was meandering a little bit. Yeah. But, like, it, I kind of want to see the the season that they recapped a little bit, you know? Make it nice and streamlined. <laughs> yeah, they, like, rearranged some of the order of events and cut out a lot of the fluff and just hit the main plot points. And, like, it actually felt kind of coherent. It was weird. Yeah, it was very strange. No, but also Cheryl uh, will will shoot you with a bow and arrow. Oh yes, she will. Yeah. Um, before we get into this episode, season three, the premiere of season three, we're here, baby. Uh, I would like to give a quick thank you to uh, Clay Moon, who is a stranger I found on Fiverr and gave twenty dollars to, and told him to make us a theme song. Yep. Uh, which is what you heard at the start of this episode. Um, that'll probably just be our theme song moving forward until maybe I get bored and pay another stranger $20 on the internet to make me a new one. Well, make sure you say the same list of three qualifiers without yeah, telling uh, the person the name of the podcast. Yeah, so you might have noticed, uh, keen-eyed listeners might have noticed that the name of the podcast does not appear in our theme song. And it is because I did forget to tell the guy. The name of our podcast. What was the list? I it told, was... <laughs> yeah. So I contacted this dude, uh, gave him his $20 fee, and I said, Hey, man, I host a podcast with my, a rewatch podcast with my friend Jesse. Here are some things about us you could include in the song. Uh, it's a rewatch podcast. My name is Daniel. My co host's name is Jesse. Uh, we're both dumb as hell, and we think communism is extremely cool. And uh, keen eyed listeners might have noticed. That person picked two of those three things and made a song for us. See, I kind of wish it was a little bit more about communism, I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he slips it in there at the end. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's a thing. But yeah, it's season three, and we're in it, baby! We are in it. And speaking of in it, let's just get into it, because I'm ready. This, this, God bless Riverdale. Fuck, I love this show. <laughs> Uh, this is Season 3, Episode 1, Chapter 36, Labor Day. I love that they start the recap by uh, re-showing us the fucking Council of Doom Hiram has assembled to take down Archie Andrews. Um, and later, we will, uh, Fred will assemble the Avengers, I guess, of Riverdale, which is what I was referencing in my intro, uh, to fight Hiram's Legion of Doom. <laughs> Oh man, this is this is one of those episodes that feels like it's like a solid half a season, and like it's fifty minutes, less than good. fifty minutes, and it's so good. Oh, 
Also, um, just as we're starting here, we're going to start with, you know, a classic Jughead monologue, um, kind of revisiting again what's going on, the calm before the storm, he says it. But I just want to say that uh, I, uh, copaganda in, in, in TV and movies has, like, you know, this is why you always got to keep your head on a swivel. Like, I had forgotten that after one is arrested, there is a trial and you don't just go directly to jail. Uh, so this opens up with, uh, you know, like Betty and, uh, attorney McCoy and Archie's mom, who's a lawyer, all working on the case, uh, kind of explaining how they spent their summer. And that's how Betty spent her summer, um, for, for this trial, which I totally forgot that they did and didn't just directly send Archie to jail. Also, I would like to point out, this is, they're definitely trying to point to a certain era, like maybe like forties or fifties. Like, you know, like those really old style, like, yeah. um, court movies, uh, where yeah. there's like, everyone is like, they're dressed up, but like, you know, it's summer and it's hot and like, d- dude, like it's so easy to install air conditioners in most buildings. Right. I mean, we, we don't know what the, con- I mean, it could be like a historical building, so they're not allowed to make those modifications. It could be just be that the AC has gone out and they're working on repairing it. I know that they're just trying to, uh, yeah. they're just trying to. Put, they even have like almost right. a sepia tone over this. The, yeah, the the actual reason is so that everyone could have fans, like it's an old timey fifties courtroom. But you know, theoretically, there are a number of reasons why it could just be hot in here. I, I feel like you can just have window units, but yeah. whatever. Um, but they go through like all the reasons why Archie looks guilty as hell because right, it's it's the prosecutor's closing statements and they're rehashing all the violent things Archie has done, like assaulting Nick St. Clair. And uh, forming two different master vigilante groups. To be fair, he did do that. Yeah, he did. Uh, so they're saying that there's a pattern of violent behavior here that uh, means that Archie's clearly guilty of this uh, crime of murder, of killing the uh, Shadow Lake local. And then uh, Archie's mom counters by saying... Uh, you know, Archie's done good things, too, and helped friends and, and enemies as well, and solved murders. And also, hey, there's, like, no fucking evidence. You have zero physical evidence about this. Um, and we know... Oh, I guess we... He he would have gone off if we weren't stupid. Never mind. It's yeah. fine. Everything's cool. Also, Archie... W- I thought when I initially saw this opening scene that Archie was wearing, like, a fucking tux, because he's wearing a bow tie... Yeah, um, which, which is, is also, funny. I think they're trying to call back to the 50s with that as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this whole show has like a pseudo 50s aesthetic to it because they kind of wanted to call back to the original comics, but it's, they still wanted it to be modern day. So, I mean, it makes sense. But well, uh, I mean, it makes sense, but also I feel like they drop that assumption like five times every episode. I mean, it, it comes and goes. I agree. I mean, like Pops is definitely very 50s um, for most of their shots. Yeah. You know, shit like that. It happens. Uh, so the, you know, the closing statements from both prosecution and attorney finish, and the jury goes to deliberate. Uh, and then uh, we're going to have here in a sec, the characters are going to be, uh, you know, Betty, who's taken Adderall again. Uh, and just sort of the characters reconvening and touching base. I like uh, Jughead's outfit in this. It's very simple, but like, you know, yeah. it fits. It's just the suspenders with a nice, like, kind of darker blue shirt. It's yep. nice. 
Yeah, Archie, Archie keeps on having these like fantasies of his friends abandoning him. Well, I mean, I feel like where is this coming from though? They've yeah, I been, don't. They've been pretty gung ho about like being yeah. with him this whole time. It's, yeah, I don't really get it. It's fine. <laughs> like even even when Jughead was just like, "Yo, Hiram is evil." Like he still hung out with Archie. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like. You know, Betty didn't just bust her ass this whole summer on his defense case. Which also, what the fuck was Veronica doing this summer? Like, that's your man's going to jail. Why are you not also helping with the defense? Well, she doesn't... She's technically cut off from her, like, money. Okay, but, like, she could volunteer for the defense the way Betty did. So I want to back up very quickly here. Um, So Archie's, like, reminiscing about how they used to go to the Sweetwater Swimming Hole or whatever. And um, he wants to take Veronica there someday because Veronica's never been. This is back, you know, back in the day they used to go. But he's like, oh, yeah, why did we stop going? Jughead's like, "Uh, probably because we got covered in leeches. And then Betty says, "Uh, was that us or was that a movie? Which, what? What? Are they calling back to uh, Stand By Me? I, I have no idea, but that was a very weird line. I was very confused by that exchange. But uh, they get called back into the courtroom because um, the judge has called them back in and says that the jury's still deliberating, but they've been sequestered. Um, and so uh, they will find out the verdict uh, the Tuesday morning after Labor Day, which is why this episode's titled Labor Day. Yeah, it's not because someone's having a baby, which, you know, it's just the mm. other time you use the word Labor Day in a show. Yes, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no one's having a baby yet. I'm actually kind of shocked Riverdale's never done a pregnancy line, storyline. I think we commented on that season one where they had that fake scare of a pregnancy storyline. Yeah. Yeah, so after after this, uh, Fred uh, is kind of talked to a little bit by Hiram, and Hiram yeah. gets just, just good old hit. Yeah, Hiram's Fred. being smug, so Fred decks him. Also, they finally, like, really fix their color correction on Hiram and the rest of the lodges, and they actually look like brown people now. <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah, they, they were a little. Uh, it, it is a noticeable difference from uh, season one. Season one, Veronica looked very light. But uh, quick plot point: uh, they're at Pops because, of course, where else do you go after a trial? Uh, what else is open? Uh, but Jughead's walking back to their table and comes across Dilton Doily and another character named Benny, I believe, playing uh, clearly some sort of tabletop D and D knockoff. And uh, Dilton starts to tell him about it, and then the other guy's like, shut up! And Jughead's like, okay, nerds, and goes back to his table to talk about his friend going to jail. Yeah, they pack a... They, I know I say this, like, every other episode, they pack a lot of plot in this episode. Oh, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of ground to cover. But um, Jughead, or not Jughead, sorry, Archie essentially says that he doesn't want them working on uh, his defense case anymore. I'll pause because Shale just entered the door and we will need to discuss that. (laughs) But uh, before we get to that, Archie essentially says, you know, I don't want you guys... Because I think they were suggesting going to Shadow Lake and trying to find the gun again. Um, He's like, no, I don't want to waste what's possibly my last weekend uh, free with you guys doing shit like that and, you know, trying to do the impossible. I just want to hang out with you guys, you know, and, and cherish this in case this is really it. Uh, and then on cue, because they're talking about having fun, Cheryl, motherfucking bombshell, comes strutting through the door in a like, outfit. <laughs> they, she literally takes over, like she goes in with just like this, like a uh, very cute 
Is it a bikini or bra? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like a, a bikini or maybe a, a like a very cute a bra bikini thing. cut bikini shirt of some sort. Yeah, right? it's yeah. it's like, but like basically, and it's her in her red, bright red, like serpents jacket. Mm-hmm. And, and then she's wearing a uh, high waist short shorts, and of course high heel boots because you know, yeah, man, man just. And they they play new music like it literally stops like the show stops yeah. and be like hey here's here's Cheryl fucking bombshell yep <laughs> um and she comes and is like so I want to let you guys know that after three amazing months going cross country on our motorcycles with uh Tony uh, I'm back and I'm having a end of summer pool party and you're invited but just so you know I'm in the mood for some hell raising. Uh, and I will mention this again because the pool scene doesn't last that long, but mm-hmm. like the pool scene feels a lot like a rejected like like Tim Burton set thing because you have this burnt house mm. with like all the like teens like going yeah oh. like it reminds me of like parts of Edward Scissorhands. Hmm, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's a real good scene. I love this show. It's yep. so good <laughs> and also so bad. Uh, so then we cut to, uh, the Cooper's home where, mm-hmm. uh, the, I would say not on her bullshit at all. Alice Cooper is. Yep. Alice has gone through some changes. Yeah. Like she, she's a little bit more calm and like more relaxed, like in her outfit and everything. She's literally wearing a crystal. Yeah. On a necklace right now. <laughs> and they're kind of talking about like the farm and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if we remember at the end of season two, Polly said that the farm could help uh, her mom get through the trauma of finding out her husband is a serial killer. And uh, so it sounds like she's bought in and Betty's very resistant to it. Yeah. Um, and but- then we cut over to uh, what Betty was heading out to do, which is hang out with Archie as they finish working on the car that Archie picked up from Junkyard Steve. Yep. And the car is being, she gets the honor of like starting a car for the first time. Right. And uh let me tell you, it's a hot rod. Vroom vroom. <laughs> All of them uh, are This is actually really sweet. I really like this scene. Archie says, We did it just in time and um that really hits Fred hard and he has to excuse himself and says he just got something to do inside real quick, but it's clearly because he's about to break down crying. Yeah, oh yeah, it's real good. <sighs> uh, actually a lot of like melodrama in this episode. It's like a very dramatic episode. Also, like I think, I think like almost like all the actors really bring it this episode. Like all of mm-hmm. them, it's it's yeah. nice. Like you get more. Yeah, they they really hit season three running. Like yeah, a, a lot of uh, good performances and a lot of like very big moments. Like it feels like they just let like one or two actors like really have it at mm-hmm. one time, and like you know, just everyone just you know brings their game. So, um. I I love how much the actress for Cheryl, you can tell she understands she's just in the campiest, like, nonsense TV show. And she just gets to ham it up. It is really, like, it's so, it's so nice seeing actual brown people in this show without them color correcting it. Like, all to hell. Yeah. Like, Hiram is, you can tell he's Hispanic. (laughs) Yeah, noticeably, everyone in the Lodge family is noticeably darker this season. (laughs) They already corrected it a little bit in season two, but I feel like season three they've gone all the way and been like, okay, you can have color like, now. Like it's it's like they figured out the lighting. 
for them, yeah. which is so good because like a lot of shows don't have the uh, the uh, good lighting for uh, mm-hmm. people of color. Um, they are no longer washed out. Yeah, well, the whole thing is a thing that we've been gone through most of the last season. Basically, Hiram is. Hi- Hiram is being confronted by Betty, be like, not Betty, uh, confronted by Veronica. Veronica. And Veronica's just like, hey, why are you doing this shit? And be like, I'm not yeah. doing anything. I'm yeah. not doing anything. And, uh, Who, me? Hmm. Did I do that? Yeah. Um, and now we're at the new Serpent Campgrounds? Yes, yeah. And Fangs, uh, Fangs is being tasked to uh, do some spying on the ghoulies. But, yeah. you know, do it in a way that doesn't start a gang war. Yeah. And, of course, Fangs is uh, wearing a flannel that is wide open with no sh- sleeves. Yeah. Uh, Archie just straight up shirtless. Yeah. Th- uh, he's getting a serpent tattoo. If, if you want to see if you want to see some male nipples, this is the show to watch right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Also, uh... Is KJ I, even more buff in this one? Like he's less probably, twinky. He's probably, yeah, he he probably worked out uh, in the downtime. Yeah, because like he um, has a lot more definition to like his pecs and yeah. stuff and arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. So uh, F- FP is giving Archie a serpent tattoo because in case Archie goes to jail, there are serpents in jail that will look out for him if he has a tattoo that will protect him essentially. And he's also giving advice about how the biggest thing is you need to keep your mental strength up because that's where you'll break, is mentally. Also, a bit of continuity. Uh, I think that's correct, uh, but it looks like Jughead got his uh, serpent tattoo back, but on the other arm, because Penny carved it off his first arm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how that works. Maybe the showrunners just forgot that they had done that, but let, I think that's on the other arm. Let, let's let's just say that they thought of it. You sure. know, give him give him a little bit yeah. of you know. I mean, I was trying to like scope out uh, his arms, and I don't think he's got like a massive scar on one of his arms. But well, uh, maybe- I do also think the tattoo is on the other side, so maybe who knows? <laughs> maybe Penny did it very surgically. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, cuts. I'm sure she she really wanted to be careful to not scar Jughead. That, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she was just very very careful. Hmm. No, even she actually took him to a uh, tattoo removal place, and they just lasered it right off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Betty is has come downstairs and is like, "Mom, what are you doing with my diaries?" And um, Alice, who's totally lost in the sauce, is like, "Well, you know, Edgar, who is you know the leader of the farms, like thinks that you should burn them because you know they're toxic. They're holding on to the past." Wow, Betty's actually got a lot of diaries. <laughs> she has this girl journals. God damn. Okay, I feel like there's a point. Like, journaling is supposed to help you a little bit. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, most of the time. I feel like uh, maybe she's doing it too much. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the idea is that she's been journaling since she was a little girl. So maybe this is like, you know, uh, 10 years worth of journaling. But whatever. Um, I don't care. <laughs> Also, uh, cool Heaven's Gate shout out, just to let you know that this really is going to be about cults. Yeah. Oh, and also, they call themselves out with a, with a line there. Be like, yeah, what happened basically last season with your dad being a serial killer and that chick person? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because now they know that chick isn't related to them. He was just a stranger that Betty let into their lives. So they can't say, like, you're 
half-brother. It's No, it's just a stranger. It was just a person. Yeah, and so I will say that Polly did mm-hmm. did what Alice would do normally. Uh, she came in with some bullshit. Be like, hey, mm. you're, you're, uh, your daughter, she's lying to you. She's lying. Also, um, we should, I, I guess we should note that um, Alice also pushed back on Betty, who was, you know, still tra- trashing the cult that her mom joined and saying, like, I'm not the one who needs to deal with these issues. You're the one who needs to deal with these issues. You've been avoiding it all summer by throwing yourself into the defense case for Archie and going, you know, a thousand miles a minute and not stopping to, like, work through any of that. Um, but we're at the pool party now. Just saw Shell in a great uh, little two-piece high-waist. Everyone's wearing high-waist here because it's, you know, sort of 50-ish. Also, you know, we love a high-waist. Well, I mean, uh, but also Sweet high-waist and, uh, is very popular. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is in. Still, but, I mean, it's right in because it's retro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, apparently Sweet Pea and uh, Josie have been hooking up over the summer. And Sweet Pea's a little smitten. I mean, I get it. I would be too. Josie's very attractive. Uh, no, but do you see like what I say where it looks kind of like it's something out of uh, a li- yeah. something out of like Edward Tigerhands? Like it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very bright. They've got like the pinstripe tents in the back. I I see it. Also, Josie's saying, um, when we started this, I made it very clear this was going to be a three month summer fling. I th- feel like it's so, not going to be. I feel like it's going to be a longer thing. <laughs> it looks kind of like it might be a longer thing. <laughs> Yeah, they clearly like each other a lot. Yeah, there, there is some chemistry there. Uh, Moose and Kevin side by side on chairs reading books, and Kevin... Kevin's just like... I thought they had already had sex, but I guess they didn't. The one time they tried, they got interrupted by a dead body, huh? Yeah. Well, well, basically, Kevin's be like, Hey, you know the whole thing, like, where people... Where people make, like, sex packs? <laughs> yeah, why don't we just fuck each other? Like, right now. Let's yeah. fuck each other. Right now. Please? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you, you know how, like, when you're a virgin, you make a sex pack with your best bud? Like, if neither of you have sex by the time school ends, you'll... you'll or by the time summer ends, you'll just fuck each other? Yeah, you know, wh- what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, why don't we just why don't we just make the 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 timeline, I don't know, tomorrow? If none yeah. of us have right. sex by tomorrow... <laughs> Uh, and we'll get a beautiful uh, shirtless Reggie as uh, Archie passes the torch, the proverbial torch of leading the Bulldogs over to Reggie. And then we have like this very just good like velvet uh, red right. couch with uh, Tony and uh, Cheryl sitting yeah. on it. Uh, and Cheryl is uh, starting to feel a little guilty that she hasn't done anything to help out Archie yet, uh, because she's remembering how Archie literally punched through ice to save her life back in season one. That was like a really good. That was a really good scene. I'm gonna be honest. That was dramatic. It, yeah. it was very dramatic and well acted, and like you could tell. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm just a. You know, this show is like. I don't want to keep on saying this, but I really like this show. It's, it's a very fun show. It's. I don't know. I haven't been this interested in a show in a very long time. I, I feel like Riverdale is like uh, Little Caesars Pizza, where, you know, you're like, Little Caesars Pizza, it's hot and ready. And, you know, you could be like, well, does that mean it's good? No, it's hot and it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel that way about Riverdale. Like, is Riverdale good necessarily? Probably not. Is it hot and is it here and am I having a blast? Hell yes. <laughs> Um, so Josie's gonna let them in on a hot tip, which is, and I'm not sure how she knows this since her mom's not the mayor anymore, but she, she knows where the, yeah, but she's a defense lawyer. I don't know why 
I guess. Then well, I don't know why either lawyer would know. Anyway, regardless, Josie's mom knows, and therefore Josie knows where the jurors are being sequestered, and she thinks that she can sneak Veronica in. And Veronica's like, oh, this is a perfect chance to convince the jurors, um, and we can get you know at least a mistrial, and then have more time if nothing else. Yeah. Um. Dilton is standing by looking weird, which Jughead notes, which really shouldn't be a thing because Dilton already stands around looking weird. So oh, I don't know why he thought that was strange. They let him grow out, grow out his hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Fangs comes back from a scouting mission and says that the ghoulies have hot dog, you know, the serpent's dog. So they have to mount a rescue mission because no serpent left behind. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I forgot Hot Dog was a dog. <laughs> like, wait, who the fuck named their kid Hot Dog? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um. Basically, like Jacket is like, yeah, okay, no, I just saw his shoulder. There's no scar on his shoulder where his tattoo got carved off. Yeah, she uh, at Riverdale Riders continuity error. Got him. <laughs> when does that got stop him. them? <laughs> Actually, no, they are kind of consistent in their continuity. It's just a really weird continuity. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm Cinema Sins, and now this show's irredeemable because I caught the continuity error. Also, this is a sweet uh this is a sweet scene. Archie comes home from the pool party and overhears his parents talking at the table. And um I still can't remember what Archie's mom's called, but Molly Ringwall is like, Oh, I it was like, I feel like it's my fault. If I hadn't moved to Chicago, if I had been here for him, and Fred is like Hey, don't do that. You know, I was like here, and I couldn't stop Hiram from getting his claws into Archie. If any, if it's anyone's fault, it's my fault. And then uh, Archie steps in and says, "Hey guys, no, it's my fault. I did it, and I deserve to go to jail." Uh, and then Fred is like, you know, a good dad or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the the common theme: Fred is the only good person. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Veronica uh, tries to act as if she is a maid and uh, gets caught almost immediately by yeah. Sheriff. Uh, I I don't a- know what she thought, how that was going to play out. Josie even said the place was heavily guarded. <laughs> they are so much better with lighting people of color. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just, I'm, it, you know, it's something that you don't realize until you notice it for the first time. How mm-hmm. bad both shows are at it. Yeah. But, like... Um, and so, uh, she gets taken to the sheriff's office, obviously, but since her mom's the mayor and, you know, the lodges own the sheriff, instead of being in trouble, they just call Hermione, who comes in, and they have an argument. Uh, and Hermione says, and I guess this is supposed to be an attempt to justify the inconsistent nature of Hermione's character, that uh, Veronica being Hiram's actual blood is afforded certain protections by that. Hiram will never actually physically hurt uh, Veronica. Hermione, on the other hand, not so much. And so Hermione can't be uh, vocally against uh, Hiram the way that Veronica can, essentially. Which, again, like, I knew that he was, like, a bad dude, but you think it uh, he, yeah. he would afford the per- mother of, you know... His, his like only blood child right <laughs> like so protection too and also i mean there are a lot of scenes in like season one where she seems very like into his plans which i guess could just be justified as you know her acting so that he doesn't you know murder her but like 
it didn't really it wasn't really framed that way <laughs> yeah um i i feel like it was just an attempt at a retcon but it's fine uh anyway uh jughead goes to go free hot dog but it was a trap all the ghoulies roll up with penny uh who's now dressing like she's 20 years younger than she is but that's fine uh she pulls it off yeah yeah penny's a milf yeah <laughs> Uh, they have a brief exchange. It's not super interesting. It, like it's basically just like, oh, you're not a South Side, you're not a South Side person yeah. anymore. Give us your goddamn jackets. Right. I mean, it, Penny's looking for a fight. She keeps on trying to escalate. I just saw someone who has a, a butcher's knife attached to a stick. That's a very funny weapon. That um, is very good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, basically, Penny's just trying to escalate. Joke is trying to de-escalate. Um, and so she tries to prod him again by saying, your jacket says south side on it, but you guys aren't on the south side, so take it off. Um, and Jughead continues to try to be like, you know, make concessions, fine, I'll take off the jacket, whatever. Um, but then Malachi's like, fuck this, I want to beat him up. And that's when Cheryl shoots him in the shoulder with an arrow, because she's an archer. Yep. She, uh, she uses a quick draw, and yep. she <laughs> was able to pull her weapon out for a surprise attack. She, uh, uh, Jughead says, and the next one in between Penny's eyes, and she says, you know Cheryl doesn't miss. And that's how they get Which, away. Apparently that's, f <laughs> okay, we found out, like, what, five episodes ago she's an archer? No, 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 you remember they actually seeded this early in season two, we saw her practicing archery, and she kept hitting no, the bullseye. But, but no, but that was, like, five episodes ago. No, that was, that was, like... Early to mid season two, no, and then okay. it comes back again at the end. Uh, okay, with the black hood. Okay, maybe maybe I just forgot that one. Yeah, because it was like <laughs> insert. It, it was a weirdly non-important scene. It was just her like practicing archery for some reason, and then later on, you're like, oh, uh, now Archie's having <clears throat> a nightmare where he uh, is the one who killed the dude at Shadow Lake, and like sees himself kill him, and he's like, whoa. And then, like, all his friends are like, you're a killer, Archie. Which, again, how... on his hands. They have been so supportive. <laughs> you know, Archie's a very guilty person. He loves to take blame for shit. So, you know, it's just his psyche uh, doing its thing. Archie shirtless again. Shirtless a lot in this episode. And you know what? For a lot of season three. You know what? You know, you gotta have something in there for daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that one was for the dads. Um, so, FP mentions to Jughead that Dilton swung by and wanted to talk to Jughead, but wouldn't tell FP about what. I think, uh, Jughead's about to go hang out with Archie, though, for, you know, their last weekend. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, they're gonna talk about his leadership role in the Serpents. Remember when this dad just, like, gave his son a gang? <laughs> Like, that's why I think in their charter, it has to be, it has to be, like, headed up by a Jones. Well, it's it's not even, like, that a Jones is ruling. It's just, like, imagine you're a father, and you're, like, I think my 16-year-old is mature enough to lead a gang now. Like, when you're in charge, like, it'd be like if you owned a business, and you're, like, I feel like it's safe for me to retire. I think my 16-year-old can run the business now. Like, it just, what? What are you saying? Yeah. So then, anyway, uh, Penny, Penny, and Alice—not Penny. Wow, Polly, uh, Polly, and Alice are confronting uh Betty, who's wearing the ugliest outfit I've ever seen in my life. 
um, because they found out that she has been filling Adderall prescriptions, like doubling up by going to Greendale, and also that uh, her therapist she says she's been seeing isn't real. That is a real... That outfit is a throwback to the 90s. Like, yeah, it's so a very, hard. like, I was a middle schooler in the 90s outfit. It's a t-shirt underneath, like, a, a strappy dress. She was dressed so cute earlier this episode, yeah. too. It's it's a weird fit. I don't really know what... It's a weird fit. <laughs> like, like, this show is normally so well, like, costumed mm-hmm. that, like, it's when you can tell when there's a bad uh, decision. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the impulse is to like kind of bring Betty back to the girl next door, good girl, conservative dresser thing, but like this is just a pretty heinous outfit, even for that. <laughs> I would also say that um, I won't. I'm not going to forgive her for the whole chick thing. <laughs> oh season. yeah, no. Also, she's clearly one of the worst people. Oh, may- you know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, she's let Dark Betty out, and now so she's trying to bring it back in by pretending she's still good Betty by dressing like this. And taking out her own. Layers. Levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just trying to go back. <laughs> Remember when you fed me Adderall, Bob? <laughs> I'm just doing what you taught me. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Archie shirtless again. <laughs> I- a very uh, Archie no-shirt centric episode is driving the gang and is Brand new fixed up car, uh, to have a great last weekend by going to Sweetwater swimming hole or whatever. Also, not to sound like a concerned dad or anything, none of them were wearing uh seatbelts. No, yeah, that car probably doesn't have seatbelts, it's very old. It came from Drink Card Steve, yeah. But I feel like I don't know, I just you know, I just don't want to see him crash. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, I promise if any of these people are in danger, it's not going to be from something as mundane as a car accident. I think it'd be, like, real funny if, like, the end of the uh, the Black Hood was just, like, a car accident where they were wearing a seatbelt. He just dies from high cholesterol. He has a heart attack. He has a heart attack in the middle of an attack. Be like, oh, wow, it's just a middle-aged man who ate nothing but hamburgers. Yeah, yeah they just have fun. And it's all, like, very uh, reminiscent of, you know, last days of summer. Yeah, I mean, that is the exact vibe. Yeah. Um, So they're, like, roasting s'mores at the campfire after going for a swim. You know the vibes. And Jughead's like, you know, what if you just made a break for it? You know, the road right over there goes straight to Quebec. Um, There's serpents in Canada, I guess, who could help him. Yeah, and the, Arch is like, the, I would rather go to jail than live in Quebec, Jughead. First off, I hate Fr- the French. And second off, I hate <laughs> the fake French even more. <laughs> yeah. No, he says it's because he feels guilty because maybe if he hadn't walked away from Andre, Andre wouldn't have killed that guy. And so clearly it's my fault. The same way um, the Black Hood was his fault because he couldn't tackle a man with a gun to save his dad. Archie is just that person. Yeah... You know, someone needs to tell Archie that, you know, sometimes things just happen. Yeah, uh, maybe Betty could when she's busy not making it about herself. Yeah, she does make it about herself a lot. Okay, this is something I need to zero in on. So, it's later that night, Jughead and Betty are talking. Betty's, like, piling up rocks as, as she's trying to, she's, like, contemplating how, you know, she hasn't really processed any of the shit that happened last year um 
later on we're gonna see uh archie and veronica also by the fire and fucking but they're like not at the same what where like location wise what is happening here spatially oh well um they messed up (laughs) (laughs) bam cinema sins got him again (laughs) ding (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna be real honest like i feel like like if jughead was like a little bit more aware he would know hey maybe betty isn't a good person we should just stop (laughs) we should stop dating it was a cute monologue, though. It's a cute scene. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, he takes his hat off and puts it on her. It's cute. It is cute. Yeah. But it was after a monologue of her being like, oh, it's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, they kiss or whatever, and then it smash cuts to Archie and Veronica kissing. Also by the fire, so like, what the fuck? Like, what, 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 how, what, how, what, how, how, Arjun and Veronica are taking off their clothes. They're fucking by this fire. Jughead and Betty are nowhere to be seen, despite just being by a fire. Well, okay. I'm very confused. They built a second fire. There was one for fucking and one for having oh, meaningful okay. cons, you know, talking. Sure, sure. There was the conversation fire and the fucking fire. I get you. Also, I have a, I have a really strong feeling that, like, Betty, uh, not, not Betty, uh, Veronica and, like, Archie... Is like that couple that's like on the verge of fucking like in the middle of any place they're at. Like if they're just close enough for long enough, because it feels yeah. Because like no, there's right. there is no way there's no way Jughead and Betty did not see did did not see the uh, them like raw dogging. Yeah, um, yeah. Jughead and Betty are that couple that sat in like the band hallway and like were always on top of each other no matter what. Yeah. And like definitely like did some hand stuff at like the football game. <laughs> yeah, like they're. Ba- I don't know. I know they're teens, but like have a little discretion. Come on. Yeah. Like. Or yeah, no, they are that couple. You pegged them. <laughs> yeah, they're just. Like, also, Archie says the thing that scares him the most isn't going to jail. It's not being able to graduate with them. The, hey, 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 Archie. Archie, stop it. <laughs> You're going to jail for murder. Yeah. <laughs> I can 100% guarantee that Jughead's probably going to stay. You'll be with your friend. Also, Veronica is very oh, yeah. tied to the city right now because I don't know how long a mayor term is, but her mom and dad are going to be there for no, a while. But it's, it's like the big event of walking across the stage with all your friends uh, or whatever. I, oh, guess. I, I didn't care about my graduation. I, I, I did not go. I yeah. specifically, I was so vehement against going. Like my aunt and uncle who were like, oh, I want to see you graduate. You don't want to go, do you? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to I went it. to a school with uh, graduating classes of a thousand. It fucking sucked. You sat there for like an hour and a half as they read names. It was the worst. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Dilton's come back, and he's like, he's real! Jughead's like, I got better things to do, you weirdo. You're even weirder than me. I'm gonna, okay. Um, I do wanna... Dilt, okay, Dilton's outfit. Yeah, I need to, hang on, I need to rewind just a sec, because I just noticed his shirt. <sighs> yep, he is wearing an official Griffins and Gargoyle shirt. Yeah, no, I like his outfit. I'm gonna be real honest. Mm. It's like this, like, is it fish? Is it like a Hawaiian yeah, it's shirt? Like, sh- like a shark pattern. Like yeah. a shark pattern, and it's like a nice light blue, and he's wearing a uh, 
Yeah, Gargoyles and Griffin shirt. Like, I like his yeah. fit, you know? I'm just going to say yeah. it. I'm going to... Yeah, oh. but he drops the name the Gargoyle King. That's who's real. And uh, Drakeit's like, I got places to be. You want to just sit here and wait for me to come back? Uh, and so he does. But he looks very... Oh, because Drakeit has to get to the hearing. Yeah. He looks very scared. So um, the jury cannot come to a unanimous decision. They're split six to six. To six. It's a mistrial. Uh, and so then, uh, which means, you know, they'll have to reconvene and do this trial again with a new set of jurors. Um, so the prosecution very quickly slips in. Uh, well, actually, we would be willing to offer a bargain where uh, Archie gets time served. Uh, and instead of going to actual prison for murder one, which is insane that they were trying to pin him on murder one. That's such a hard thing to prove. Uh, <laughs> we will give him um, time served at a juvenile hall instead uh, for manslaughter. And Archie, being the dipshit that he is, doesn't realize that he can win this case very easily. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'll take it because I feel so guilty. I take the deal. Okay, I have a feeling that you should probably have the same rule as with contract law. You can't just, if you're 16, you can't just be like, I'll take the plea deal. No, it has to go through your lawyer. I mean, the judge does, like, try to give him, he's like, son, I just want to make it clear that you are, as your legal right, going against the advice of your lawyer, who is also your mother, to go to jail. Is that correct? Archie's like, abso-freaking-lutely I am. Lock me up, I've been a naughty boy. <laughs> The last person who spoke was that defense, was the prosecutor. I have to listen. <laughs> if anything, he's very consistent in his uh, personality of being the simp for the last person who spoke. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a very archery thing to do. <clears throat> and they slow motion walk him out in handcuffs. Um, very dramatic. Yeah. And, uh... Veronica's actually supposed to do one of those, you know, crying, please, no, God, you can't take him uh, uh, scenes. Always fun. Very cool. Yeah. And then Hiram's standing there like, it's me. I did this. I'm doing this to slight you personally, daughter. Yeah. I'm not excited. <laughs> Hiram ready, must be way. an Aries because that was petty as <laughs> hell. <laughs> uh. Okay, here's the Avengers I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Archie's mom has to go back to Chicago, and Fred's like, "We will. Uh, don't worry. We're gonna. We're gonna get Archie out there. Uh, whatever it takes." And the "we" is referring to uh, the Hot Dad Club. It's actually, Fred, you know, it is FP, a Hot Dad and, Club. <laughs> yeah, it's the Hot Dad Club. It's the Dilfs that save the day. It's uh, FP, Fred, and uh, Sheriff Keller or the ex Sheriff Keller. The only Hot Dad we're missing is Hiram, but he's obviously the yeah. enemy. <laughs> right. He, yeah. Uh, he's he's leading up the Legion of Doom, so he can. It's it's like if, uh, you you know, um, Jesse, give me one of the Justice League that's not Superman. The Flash. It's it's a, it's like if the Flash left to team up with the Joker and lead the Legion of Doom, and so the rest of the Justice League have to fight him. Oh, I gave you the wrong person for that. You're okay, right. Sorry. <laughs> no, it'd be the question. No, okay, we're not getting it. Okay. But no, but it turns out the whole reason Hiram was doing this is to personally slight Right. Veronica. Uh, Veronica's like, I can't believe you would be so petty as to, or like, that you felt threatened by Archie, so you had to get him locked up. 
Herm's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't care about Archie. Archie's nothing. This is about you. You went against me. You went against your blood. And so now I got to punish you. And this is your punishment because I'm petty as hell. Uh, so so Jughead comes home. Uh, Dilton's not there, but a scroll he had is. Um, and it's got a map on it. And Jughead realizes by looking at his conspiracy board that it is uh, a map of Riverdale. Um, with some trees uh, marked uh, where one of the parks would be, and like an X. So he goes to investigate that. Archie's on the prison bus, going to prison. Uh, I don't know that there's anything else about this scene other than Archie's on the prison bus. I can't remember. No, it's just him on the prison bus. Okay. Apparently there's other people on the prison. I hope we meet them. Oh, don't worry, you will. Oh, Archie in prison is a great time. We're gonna get so many shirtless buff dudes. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jesse, you don't even know. Oh man, You're I'm not even aware. I'm, yet. I'm ready. So you, they drive past the <clears throat> Welcome to Riverdale sign because they're leaving Riverdale to go to prison, and it's got these weird runes that were also on Dilton Doily's map, uh, graffitied on them. Sorry, hang on, I need to talk about this. This is what I want to talk about. All right, so we smash cut. It's it's nighttime now. Uh, Jughead's in the woods. One, I don't know why it took him that long to get to the woods, but also. You see, he's got a map on him, and he's, like, looking at the map to try to figure out where to go. If you recall, the map that Dilton had just had some trees sketched out in an area and an X on it. It was not detailed. Okay, okay. Let's... I want to give Jughead a little bit of, a little bit of leeway on this. Mm. He does have a conspiracy board, and if it right. roughly maps out, you know, well, kind of there. We saw where it mapped out to, just to, like, a park. <clears throat> Well, okay. And so, like, there's not enough detail in that area to, like, find out where the X is supposed to be, because it wasn't even, like, really a map on the map for that part. Listen, I'm CinemaSins, and I got him again, Jesse. <laughs> I got him again. <laughs> okay. Um. Yep, but he sees a weird shrine, and, oh, look, Dilton and Ben are in their underwear with, like, weird runes carved in their back, and they're they look super dead on the ground. They do pretty good. This weird satanic shrine. They do a pretty good job at uh with the carving on the back. Yep. Backs, you know, it's uh looks pretty realistic. Uh, and then it turns out Ben's not actually dead. <clears throat> He's uh vomiting and like foaming at the mouth though, so it's not great there. Dilton's definitely dead. And then this scene. This scene is weird. You want to talk about this scene for me, oh, Jesse? Oh, okay. So Betty is walking into the Cooper's residence, and, you know, they're hearing indistinct mutterings, uh, as the subtitles will say. And, you know, there's a baby crying. And, you know, she's kind of walking to the backyard. And uh, there happens to be some people in robes surrounding up, you know, a fairly large fire holding the twins. And Betty's just like, wow, this is weird. Um, and they're holding the twins over the fire. Well, Polly and uh, Alice is holding the babies Alice, over yeah. the fire. And, you know, they they drop. But guess what? They're not dropping. They're floating. And they're the ominously is... staring at the babies while they're going up. And then Betty passes out. And has a seizure, yeah. And starts convulsing. That scene is straight out of an Ari Oster movie. I swear to God. It's like some hereditary shit. No, like, like, I'm pretty sure that they just went to a side project that they shot. Like, just happened yeah. to be in, using the Riverdale sets. Yeah, like, straight out of an Ari Oster film. Uh, fucking weird. Uh, so that is the intro to season three. We've got magic. We've got cults. We've got Dungeons and Dragons, baby. We've got it all. We've got prison. We've got uh, 
trials. We've got, I mean, what don't we have? We have it all. We have it all. What a good start. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to a lot because like we're, we're like, we're like three different. We have two supernatural things on two different level, like two completely different rails. Yeah. On top of like just a lot of shirtless uh, Archie just working out with a bunch of other, I'm going to assume homoerotically charged boys and juvenile of probably. But yeah, this again, one of those things where in a normal TV show, the main character going to jail would be, you know, the main focus. And I guess it was um, still the main focus of this episode, but it felt like it was given equal weight to a weird occult magic cult thing or two, two, actually two distinct occult magic cult things. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we have a segment for here? You're the segment master, I guess. I I see. I I'm gonna be real honest. Like this show is so inconsistent. I like like I, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but like mm-hmm. I need you need consistency for a segment to work. Fair enough. You know. All right. In that case, um, you got any recommendations? <clears throat> you know what? I don't know if I do off the top of my head. All right. Um, well, I have two, so I can cover if you need time to think. Uh. E- talk for a little bit and we'll sure yeah all right so the first one i want to recommend is a movie on netflix it's called finding ohana uh absolutely delightful film it is essentially uh goonies but what if everyone is hawaiian um it just it harkens back to that like uh classic <clears throat> steven spielberg uh pulp adventure era it's a treasure hunt it's just super fun super enjoyable um, full of Hawaiians, which is very cool. You know, it ties in it, the uh, general plot is that um, this young girl lives with her family in Hawaii, or not Hawaii, sorry, in <laughs> in New York. Uh, uh, but then they have to go back to Hawaii because her grandfather had a heart attack, and so the mom needs to go back to care for him. And then while there, she finds like a map, and they go on a treasure adventure. Um, it's very fun and very cool. The second one I want to recommend is on HBO Max. Uh, it's called Infinity Train, which I believe was a Cartoon Network show, but then became an HBO Max thing. They, like, renewed it for two more seasons. I think the last season's actually coming out uh, this April. Oh. But it is, yeah, uh, it is about a uh, magic science train that picks up people <laughs> and um, is like therapy. It just makes you work through your issues. And it's uh, actually very fun, very cute, well-animated Kind of weird. It's, um, I feel like it's in that school of Adventure Time sort of show. It's, you know, 11-minute episodes that are a little surreal, but half-heart, um, and very cool. Also, each season focuses on a different, like, a new character, which I thought was a really cool thing, um, that you don't see a ton in, like, children's programming. Uh, and I just, it was a delightful time, and I, like, slammed through all three seasons in, like, two nights so oh check it out i'll have to look into that after this uh no my recommendation is the first two books of the locked tomb series gideon the ninth and uh horror the ninth um i've been devouring those books lately they are so good um like like it's about like um space necromancers Ooh. um and the way it's written, they they write it in a very contemporary way, where like they they're speaking like a contemporary person, but like all the stuff around them is like 
very high concept of, of magic and stuff. Um, and uh, it's just really well written. Also, the main characters, they they do this really fun thing that I feel like uh, straight people never uh, do correctly, but they write like queer people mm. in a way that is very subtle and has almost nothing to do with their actual characters. It's just a thing that they are. And let me tell you, there are some yearning. There's some yearning in that book. Like it is some <laughs> like it's just like, oh my God, just oh be still my heart. Like it's like uh like it's it's hard to describe the scenes, but like you see, like you'll have like these little moments. I'm just like that is just like it, it makes your heart flutter flutter because it like has that tension without it being like, I want to fuck you. You're mm. you're boobily walking down the the stairs and you look so beautiful. <laughs> like they actually like this this New Zealand New Zealand author really knows how to write some yearning without it being like sexual. And it's very okay. it's very good. Uh cool. sh- also it's very gory, uh too. <laughs> it's so good. Hmm. <clears throat> Alright. Well, I believe for our inaugural season three beginning it is your turn to sign up out jesse oh it is actually uh so um if it turns out if you throw a baby hard enough down into the fire they just learn how to fly (laughs) that's just science folks (laughs) bye bye i dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Get my pretty name out of your mouth. We are not the same with or without.